Rise and shine, baseball fans! It's time once again for a fresh dose of Major League Baseball analysis with the newest community in the game. Bringing together fans from all around the world from their broadcast headquarters in beautiful Southern California. It's Kenny. If you're not watching Shohei Otani, the man is just doing special things on the baseball field. Like I said, almost looking non-human at times. It's Nika. Is Aaron Judge, number 99, going to be able to drag the Yankees to the playoffs? This is the Kanika Baseball Podcast. All right, and good morning once again, everybody, and welcome to the Kanika Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and I am joined once again, as always, by my lovely wife, my beautiful co-host, Nika. Good morning, Nika. Good morning, Kenny. Happy oh. Monday. Happy Labor Day. Yes, happy Labor Day. Happy September Baseball. September Baseball has arrived. And we have, what, four more weeks of a regular season to go? Roughly, yeah. Roughly? Yep. All right. We are in the home stretch, as they say, That's and good. hopefully everyone can take a minute and kick back and relax today and enjoy this Labor Day holiday. But unfortunately, you're only going to get a, what did we count here, 11 games on the schedule today? I, I, I find it, once again, annoying that I have to highlight the fact that the Major League Baseball schedule makers screwed up big time this year. We have 11 games on the schedule today instead of 15, so eight teams are off today on a day when many people around the uh, America, at least, are off of work. So that's just a shame, as they say. And another missed opportunity at a time when baseball is kind of getting its mojo back a little bit. It, it is increasing in popularity again. Uh, that's just based on attendance. Yeah, absolutely. And also, this is the third holiday like that. Yeah, this How? isn't the first time this has happened. This, yeah. this has happened on Memorial Day, 4th of July. And now Labor Day weekends where you have this like odd schedule. I, I, I don't remember a time growing up when not every team was playing on these holidays. And it was like a big deal. And it was like triple header on ESPN. And even like ABC would have like, what's going on here? Like, I, I don't know what happened. I know that the schedule is different this year because every team plays everybody, which we're a big fan of. But not at the expense of stuff like this, you know? Yeah, it, uh, well, it feels like a little oversight. Uh, it, it seems like one of those things that was just like an error, but there was nothing in place to correct it Correct it before it was too late. I don't know. No. I would be very surprised if this happens again next year, but hopefully I, it won't. I don't know. Maybe it's part of the new CBA that I missed. You know, the, the collective oh. bargaining agreement was like more time off. On the holidays? Uh, or, or whatever, yeah. I mean, I know that they've added an extra day into the All-Star break where they used to start up like the Thursday after, now that's Friday. So they get like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at least. I don't care about that. that yeah. That's fine. You know, like everyone deserves a break. Absolutely. Especially when you're a day in, day out job like that is demanding. It's very demanding. And the traveling and all the other jazz that comes with it. Absolutely. Taxing on the body. Well, Nika, the Cubs are coming home today. They are... Coming home after splitting four of the games in Cincinnati, though I would be remiss if I didn't point out that they did lose two of those games in the ninth inning. They could have very easily won all four of them, and that's a shame. It's baseball for you. It's baseball for you. Um, and you know what? Reds don't give up easily. 
No, we've seen back. them come back against teams like the Dodgers yep. this year and, and whatnot. So the Braves even, I think, mm-hmm. uh, a couple games. I remember there was like around the time the Reds got hot, the Braves came into town and they like held their own against them. So the Cincinnati kids, as I used to call them, are, are no joke. But nevertheless, the Cubs are able to take care of some business and at least leave Cincinnati with a series split. So They're... I think, and, and yesterday it was really big to like, they busted out with a 10-run inning. I think it was in the seventh or the eighth inning yesterday. I didn't. I, I got the box score right here. Hold on. Click. And yes, actually, it was the the eighth and the ninth combined. They scored 10 runs. Uh, seven in the eighth, three in the ninth. So yeah, 15 runs total. They get out of Cincinnati with a big win. It was good to see those bats come to life, though. Oh really yeah, big. Cody Bellinger had a great game. He did. Uh, he was two for five with three more RBIs. So he sort of kicked off September almost as hot as his August. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later when He's we... He's not uh, slowing down, basically. He's yeah. Up. He is actually... I saw a stat yesterday, and I don't know if all his RBIs are accounted for, but he has the most RBIs since the All-Star break in all of baseball, and it's not even close. He has like a 10 RBI lead. Oh. I think he has 41 RBIs since the All-Star break, so that's like the last six weeks or so. And yeah, he's staying hot. So uh, that's good news for the Cubs all around. He had a monster run. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a minute, in a little bit. Like I said, uh, we're, we got the NL and AL players of the month out. And uh, so we'll be talking about that. But the Cubs are now heading home and they have a three game set with the Giants. So the schedule makers are giving the fans what they want this season. The Cubs and the Giants, of course, are right in the middle of the wild card hunt with each other. And just to let you know where everyone kind of landed, after this weekend of baseball, the Cubs are basically in the second spot of the wild card right now, and they're in second place in the division. They're three and a half games behind the Brewers. The Brewers, I believe they were able to win two out of three against the Phillies, so they do gain a little bit of ground on the Cubs, but not too much. Um, the Cubs, because they had that extra game, they're now at half game intervals. So instead of being four games back, they were able to win that extra game and they are three and a half back. The Phillies, because they dropped two out of three to the Brewers, the Cubs now are only two and a half games back of the Phillies. Arizona, Miami, San Francisco, and Cincinnati, as of today, are all tied for the final wild card spot, though the schedule or uh, I'm sorry the standings that I'm looking at are showing Cincinnati out of it and mm-hmm. that's because they've played a couple more games and their winning percentage is slightly different even though it says 511 5-11. there's more decimals that are are different and anyways Cincinnati got booped as I like to say they got out of the hunt just temporarily that could change by the end of this week that could change by the end of today it could. <laughs> There's a lot going on, obviously, as you can see. But just to have four teams right now on Labor Day tied for the final it's NL wildcard spot is awesome. It Baseball's awesome. got to be loving this, you know. And there's just a reminder, and we're not going to get into the full tiebreaker rules yet because there's a long way to go before we get to that yet. But just as a reminder, there are no tiebreaker games anymore. There's no more game 163s. Everything comes down to some kind of a regular season tiebreaker, you know, and and there's always another stat or another divisional conference. I'm sorry, there's not conferences in baseball, but league, you know, how did you do against your own league, the NL? You know, like there's all sorts of tiebreak. We'll get into it later, but just as a reminder, there's no more extra games. Yes, it's all based on math. And and they want to start the playoffs at the same time for everybody. Yeah, so... 
when you have the AL, but when you have like two teams in the AL that have to play game 163, it like shifts everything by three days. So then their series don't start until, you know, three more days. Whereas the NL series, they don't change the schedule and wait. And so it, it, it throws everything out of order. It kind of does. It puts some teams on a disadvantage, if you will. It does. But the Cubs obviously are in a strong position here. They've opened up this three-game lead over those four teams that I mentioned, Arizona, Miami, San Francisco, and Cincinnati. So despite going 500 against the Reds, the Reds weren't able to gain any ground, and Arizona dropped I think, did they get swept? No. No, they, they, did, they not. did not. But they did drop the final two against Baltimore. Miami has won four in a row again all of a sudden. And so they have won their way back into this position. And San Francisco lost the final three games against the Padres. The Padres showing some strange signs of life. Are we going to have to talk about the Padres on Wednesday? Because not yet. They well, maybe are, on Wednesday. Uh, they're within striking distance of their season-long winning streak once again. They're, they're sitting at three tonight. And, uh, oh, by the way, they're hosting the Phillies tonight in a rematch of last year's NLCS. That's true. So now I, I hate to break it to any Padres fans out there, but Dick Mountain is on the hill tonight. Uh, Dick Mountain, of course, is Rich Hill's nickname. Hilarious nickname. Nevertheless, if I'm Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber, I am... Licking chops. Rich has been super hittable since I've seen him on the Padres. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Padres can uh, manufacture four winning streaks, so. Yeah, that's why it'll be kind of interesting if they can break through that barrier just once this season, you know? Just once. It's a psychological thing at this point, I think. And, well, it's hard enough to get to the three-game streak to put yourself in this position. But uh, if if there's ever going to be a run, this is it. You got to do it now. Otherwise, we've already killed you so many times this year. I can't, I can't bring you back to life yet. On that note, um, let's just quickly talk about the rest of these games that are starting. Uh, we have Rockies at the Diamondbacks, so uh, Diamondbacks probably feeling pretty strong about this matchup. Um, Arizona, by the way, will head next to Wrigley Field and start a four-game set with the Cubs this weekend in Chicago. So Cubs are facing the AL West right now. They got the Giants visiting. And then they have the Diamondbacks visiting. And oh, by the way, both of those teams are three games behind in the wild card hunt. So Cubs got to win this week, baby. And they got to stay hot. How many games do you think it's possible for them to win? Cubs? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, conservatively, I'd like to see them go four and three. You know, but that means I want to see them win two out of three against the Giants, especially because Justin Steele's pitching tonight. That's, to me, the best part about this is he's going to start two games in this stretch against these, you know, if he's pitching tonight and they have seven games, then he's probably going to pitch again Sunday, I would guess. Yeah, they have a five-day rest. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he will be pitching tonight and Sunday. So, you got your best starter. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's starting to get Cy Young talk for real, and he should because he's, what, 15-3? and I'm sorry. I I lost track of his record. Yeah, he's 15-3, and folks. 15-3. and You know, I I don't know what they all look at, just the stats or or things like that, but he's pitching two games this week against, you know, teams that are in the playoff hunt, and these are big games for the Cubs. So it's a big opportunity for him to put a couple more wins on the belt and add to this, you know, what could be a Cy Young caliber season. So go Justin Steele. 
Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm becoming a big fan, and he's a lefty. Go Cubs go on this one. Go Cubs go. They got Logan Webb on the bump for the Giants tonight, who is definitely not a slouch. You know, his 9-11 and record is not maybe a reflective of his stats. I saw he has a 1.1-something whip, so it's definitely not that high. But he is beatable. He's hittable. I expect the Cubs to put some runs on the board tonight. And, oh, by the way, the Giants had to make that long flight after their game yesterday. And it was probably not a happy flight after losing the last three games to the Padres. No, probably not. But they are coming to Wrigley where the fans going to show up for the Cubs. So it's going to be rocking over there. Yeah, it, it, they know they got a, a tough few games. Absolutely. here with the Cubbies. And they don't want to get knocked out too far. If the Cubs sweep them, that's not going to be a good situation. No. But go Cubs go. Go Cubs go. Go Cubs go. Just to sort of finish off the schedule here, by the way, the Marlins are not playing today. They are one of the teams that are off, but they are also having a tough matchup this week. The Dodgers are coming to Miami. And then the Mariners are are playing at Cincinnati. So I feel like all these teams, maybe except for the Diamondbacks right now, have some tough games this week. And then into the weekend, the Diamondbacks are playing the Cubs. I haven't looked ahead to everyone else's schedule yet. It's too far ahead. Right we'll, we'll we'll get into that Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Um, but just teasing that one matchup because it's a, it's a huge <laughs> week at Wrigley Field. Huge yeah. week. Oh, and by the way, the Brewers are also playing at the Pirates. Come on, Pirates. Yeah, you know, like, let's go Pirates. I I, I want to see some of those September upsets, the trap game maybe for the Brewers. But uh, I, I haven't given up on the Cubs winning the division yet either, you know. They got a chance. They got a chance. I, I like their position right now in the wild card. But at the same time, I'd love to see them catch the Brewers. Love to see it. All right. We got a few more games on the schedule. Mets, Nationals, Cardinals uh, at Braves. Those are getting underway on Tuesday night. Kind of inconsequential games at this point, but just wanted to mention that. I think it's time to turn our attentions to the American League, folks. And as you know, we follow the Mariners on this podcast, and it was not a great weekend for the Mariners. Did they get lost at sea a little bit here? Uh, we, we warned about trap games, you know? And I think the polar bear just swallowed the Mariners. <laughs> there was a polar bear in the ocean who uh, got their ship, and his name yeah. was Pete Alonzo. Yep, he went yeah. all in. Well, we talked about on Friday what a tough stretch was this was for the Mariners, and this was not the best way to start out this road trip. Now, the lucky thing for the Mariners is that the Rangers and the Astros also both dropped two out of three. The Astros lost two out of three at home to the Yankees, who, by the way, got bombed by the call-up Jason Dominguez from... I believe it was AAA or AA. I don't know which one, actually. But he kicked off his major league career by hitting two home runs this weekend in Houston and helping leading the young Yankees now to victory over yeah, the Astros, you, two out of three. It makes you wonder why they took so long to get that guy called up at the Yankees. Yeah, I, he's a weird one, you yeah. know, like he... Is uh, for those of you that don't know, I believe was once upon a time a top ten prospect who fell into the eighties this year. Yeah. You know, he he was a top ten prospect, and then just then he was in the forties, and then he was in the eighty. Like nobody really knows what happened, but you know, maybe he just needed to get the monkey off his back. Get your monkey uh, off my back. Maybe <laughs> it looks like he got it off. <laughs> it looks like it. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he's wants to be there and ready yeah. to be there so you know congratulations welcome to the show jason dominguez and the, and the rangers meanwhile continue to struggle against the minnesota twinkies uh who just won two out of three against them uh in texas by the way crazy times in baseball you, you just don't see this stuff coming and 
the the Rangers, by the way, just barely escaped with a win yesterday thanks to Adolis Garcia, who hit a walk-off home run in the ninth. So Well, Texas is going to be rocking this few games because it's Houston and Rangers. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's the next thing we got to get into is now the Mariners have this weird opportunity where they are playing at Cincinnati, which is a tough game for them, and they're coming off this kind of tough series with the Mets. Now, the good news is is uh, Julio Rodriguez's foot seems to be healthy. And uh, he did go ahead and win AL Player of the Month, but we'll we'll get into his numbers in a minute. Was he playing the last few games? Or he, was he, he was, yeah. He, he he sat for a couple games against the Athletics last week, yeah, which I, I thought that. was maybe more of a purposeful benching. You know, not not a, not that he was benched, but it it was Rest more time. to say like, hey, twenty two year old, why don't you just take a seat while we play the A's for a minute, rest up and get your legs back. And we got a tough 10-game road trip coming up, and we need you, kid. Speed's what we need. We need greasy, fast speed. Yeah. I think that was maybe the message. So, yeah, at Cincinnati here, and then, again, not to look too far ahead on the schedule, but I do know the Mariners play the Braves in Atlanta four games starting on Thursday. So this is a tough stretch. I think any team playing Atlanta has a tough time. Absolutely. But... These three games against the Reds are are crucial because Houston is playing at Texas. So the two teams that are trailing you by one game right now are playing each other. And the biggest thing for me is they want to win tonight because whoever loses that game between the Astros and the Rangers is going to fall further back then, you know. And that means the other team that wins tonight cannot catch you. Yet. Not yet, but it can all change the next day. It can, but you're just playing a day at a time yeah. right now. And so you have the advantage by controlling your own destiny, so to speak. And this is kind of interesting, is that the games are going to be happening at the same time today. Like they both start at four o'clock Eastern, uh, roughly. So no one's going to really have the advantage of scoreboard watching if you will. That's true. They all coming in blind and they're going to be playing blind in that regard because yeah. nobody knows what's happening on the other. Well, I mean, they can't follow the scoreboard while they are playing their game. Well, yeah, that's what they can watch. I mean, you shouldn't do that. You should concentrate on your business and then wait and see what happened later. But if the Mariners are up 10 to nothing in the third, it's going to put pressure on the Rangers and the Astros to be like, well, if we lose now, we fall more behind them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you you can still have those situations, but I meant it more as like, you know, the Astros and Rangers aren't going to take the field knowing if the Mariners lost or won Mm -hmm. and and vice versa. You know, the Mariners aren't taking the field knowing if the Astros won or lost or the Rangers won or lost. So this is crazy having these three teams this close together, though. Now, the dark horse story in all of this... Uh in my opinion, is the Blue Jays. Now, the Blue Jays are traveling to Oakland, and again, you you got to go out and play them, but the Blue Jays are only a game and a half back in the wild card, which means if they win these games, no matter what happens between the Astros and Rangers, they're gaining ground on those teams. Even if one of those teams is going to lose two out of three or or get swept, but if they don't get swept, then it's it's a two out of three situation. Right? There's a rubber match. Well, Blue Jays have to take advantage of this whole situation because it's not going to last. It's definitely not going to last. So, you know, you look at these situations like Mariners. I know they have a tough series at Cincinnati, but it's it's imperative that they they do their best to try and win these three games, you know, while Houston and Texas are playing each other. And the same is true of the Blue Jays. This is the great opportunity for them. Now, last team I want to mention is Boston. Boston is playing 
at Tampa Bay. Tough series for them, and they have fallen to five and a half back in the wild card. And I think this is this is Boston's last stand. You know, like they better send Paul Revere out and you know warn everyone that the forces are coming. The British are coming. No, not the British, but the rest of the AL. The rest of the American League is coming for Boston, and it's a, it's just about over. They are five games over five hundred, and if they were in the uh, National League, that would be uh, well. That would be good enough for the final wild card spot right now, but they are not in the National League. They are in the American League, and so here we are. But if they want to stay in it, they got to beat Tampa Bay here, and otherwise I feel like they're going to be kind of out of it. And, well, I'm starting to feel like they're going to be kind of out of it. So Boston pleasantly surprised me, I guess. The Orioles, by the way, just continuing to dominate the American League. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. The The only problem with the Orioles, and I think it's worth mentioning, is Tampa Bay is really close behind them. They, they just haven't really fallen far behind them at all. And the, Tampa Bay is in the clear driver's seat in the wild card, six and a half games ahead of Texas and Houston at this point. So I, I don't foresee them dropping it but i i do think they can still win the division you know uh they are two and a half games behind baltimore so that's not a lot yeah i just thought they might had stretched that more and and when you look at like they're seven and three in their last 10 and so is tampa bay you know so that's why they they haven't been able to move the needle yeah yet not yet all right well the last matchup that i want to talk about that gets started up tonight is in my opinion what i would call the world series of the al central we have the twins visiting the guardians for the last time this season and as of today the guardians are five games back in the al central they are ten and a half games back in the wild card they're not even a factor in the wild card and they're not going to be they're going for division leading this is their last chance though at yeah. making the playoffs and we're starting to hear whispers and rumors that this is going to be Terry Francona's last season as a manager and it, it's weird Cleveland was sort of sellers at the trading deadline sending Ahmad Rosario of course to the Dodgers in exchange for Thor Noah Syndergaard who's already been DFA'd by them they cut him like <laughs> well, they did did they send him to the minors no the the Guardians yeah, I thought Thor was gone already. Did we miss that? I must have missed that, but I know they picked up Giolito. Yeah, so that's, well, you're getting ahead of me, but that's okay. Sorry, I want to figure out about Syndergaard here. Guardians designate Noah Syndergaard for assignment August 27th. Oh, they did. Wow. The Guardians have announced the move and indicated that a corresponding roster move will be made tomorrow. That makes sense for them to pick up Giolito then. Yeah. Anyways, that was a bad trade in, in retrospect because you got nothing in return for Abad Rosario and that, that at least nothing that's helping you now. However, for whatever reason, Cleveland is back in it. They they became buyers suddenly at the waiver wire deadline, which was at the end of mm-hmm. August, as we talked about last week. And uh, they picked up Lucas Giolito and uh, two of the well, other... Well, didn't have the best standings with the angels no he didn't put up good numbers with the angels um but he goes back to the al central where he was with the white Sox for many years now with cleveland i think this is his first start with them and so he is he's making his cleveland debut tonight in the al central world series and uh well he knows the twins then for sure if he was with the white Sox. so well maybe he likes midwest better than uh west coast yeah perhaps perhaps but you know this is the the last stand for cleveland so as bob ukerly used to say yes sir they love this club here in cleveland good luck to the guardians tonight and they got pablo lopez on the mound for the twins I, i'm rooting for cleveland i guess just because why not let's let's see another division race get close 
Like, let's let's bring some more excitement to September baseball. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you're a Twins fan. All right, well, before we get out of here, just wanted to quickly touch on the AL and NL Players of the Month. AL and NL Players of the Month were announced yesterday, and to nobody's surprise, it was Ronald Acuna Jr. representing the National League, and it was Julio Rodriguez representing the American League. No big shockers here. Pulled up both their numbers, by the way, just to give you a, a, a breakdown. Impressive stuff all around. Ronald Acuna Jr. had 43 hits in the month of August with 70 total bases, five doubles, two triples, and six home runs. That was good for 22 RBIs, and he also added 11 stolen bases. He was walked 15 times and also intentionally walked once. So just huge numbers all around. Good enough for a 352 batting average, 432 on base percentage, a 574 slugging percentage. And if you add all that up together, 574 plus 432, it is good for a 1006 OPS. So big time numbers from a big time superstar, Ronald Acuna Jr. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the MVP race in the National League getting heated between him and Mookie Betts. And he did homer three straight games against the Dodgers. Uh, he did not homer yesterday. Uh, but I, I wonder if Ronald Acuna was sending a message to the uh, voters and being like, don't even think about giving that trophy to Mookie. I think he might have been asked even if it's personal between him and Mookie Betts. Well, Mookie, Mookie was for sure. Mookie was. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see if Acuna was. And, and if it, he was, it was probably through an interpreter, which is never as interesting. Yeah. But anyways, uh, congratulations, Ronald Acuna Jr. Huge month for the Dodgers. And, you know, the Dodgers have all, are, are 32 games over 500. Just the Dodgers. No one the saw Braves. that coming, you know. Are you talking that Dodgers or Braves? The Dodgers. Oh, okay. The Dodgers are thirty-two. The Braves are forty okay, some games over four hundred. Gotcha. By the way, we should mention Atlanta became the first ninety-win team mm-hmm. in all of Major League Baseball. <laughs> and congratulations to the Braves. That's an accomplishment. Absolutely. Now we'll we'll talk about the AL Player of the Month. Uh, it was none other than Julio Rodriguez. Great month of August. And, and if you listen to this podcast, you already know that. Julio, as they say out there in Seattle. Just to give you a quick lowdown of the numbers, 429 batting average, 474 on base percentage, and uh, 724 slugging. Now, that's good enough for an 1,198 OPS on base plus slugging. Absolutely monster month from Julio Rodriguez. Uh, By the way, he had 11 stolen bases, 30 RBIs, 7 home runs, 10 doubles, 45 hits. Just a monster month. Anytime you hit 429 in a month, that's a month. But we also mentioned how he raised his batting average so much. 35 points, respectively, in in the one-month period. So uh, go Julio, go, I guess, as they say. And as Julio goes, I feel like so go the Mariners. Release the Kraken! Now, obviously, he went 3-for-13 against the Mets this weekend. He had a triple, a double, and only one RBI. So I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, but I I hope he stays hot throughout the month of September because I do think he struggled throughout the first few months of his sophomore season. They they traditionally call this a sophomore slump, but it's been great to see him, I would say, reach even new heights as a professional this month. You know, he, 
he had those two, uh, or he had those, what, 17 hits in four games, which was a major league record since 1900. He had a couple, the Seattle itself had two nine-game winning streaks this month, which just added to their team success. Uh, and, and we know what they've been able to do. This turnaround is incredible. September is just starting, so he might pick up his pace. It's the last month. Oh, yeah, no. I, I He took a couple days off, and yeah. he's getting that foot thing going. I, I, I just think it's important for the Mariners' success, that Julio be healthy. healthy. And I'm not saying he needs to hit 429 this month, but, you know, maybe more like closer to 300 than 250, if that makes sense. He had been hitting 240, 250 most of the season, it seems like. You know, hitting 429 is great, but really they need the 300 hitter with power and and plate discipline. That's who the Mariners need. So I want to see it. Hopefully we can see it. Now, my one... Uh, runner-up that I thought was worth mentioning was was one Mr. Cody Bellinger for the Cubs. He had an absolutely amazing August as well. He hit 324. He had 34 hits, but also 31 RBIs. Big RBIs for the Cubs. He's been coming up in clutch situations too, it seems like. But seven doubles and five home runs. A big month. Six stolen bases also. You love to see it. And I, I do feel like Cody Bellinger is finding a home in Chicago. As we mentioned earlier, 41 RBIs since the All-Star break. That's best in baseball by a large margin. I don't think the Cubs saw this coming from him, but they they probably love to see it too. So I'm going to be playing today against the Giants. Yeah. He knows the Giants from the Dodgers. He does. So familiar territory, as they Absolutely. say. But I just wanted to give one last August shout out to Mr. Cody Bellinger. Continue to do what you do, sir. All right. I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kanika Baseball Podcast. But it's been great getting caught up with you all after all of this weekend action and i just wanted to once again say happy labor day to everyone out there hope you get a day off of your job and are able to kick back and put your feet up for a minute and turn on some baseball because it's september and it's exciting and there's a lot of exciting stuff going on as you heard on this podcast so the final push for all the teams so get it going this is it this is the last chance for a lot of these teams to either stay alive or to get their offseason plans started early. So good luck to everybody out there in the baseball land. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email to kanikadaily at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, X, Threads, YouTube, TikTok. Did I miss anything? Maybe. But if, if it's out there, you can always look for us. Instagram. Kanika Baseball. You can find us there and you can easily find out how to message us. Support and follow. That's the best thing. You yeah, can. it's September. So a lot of people are going to be following baseball. Uh, spread the word. Tell them about our show. Tell them uh, to tune in and get caught up on the things that they don't get to see every day. Because, hey, that's what we're here for. All right. But that's going to do it for us. I'm going to sign off and say adios. Have a wonderful rest of the Labor Weekend and the rest of the week. Bye. Cheers. Hey, you don't stop. You proceed. Because this is what you need.